0: Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
3: Welcome back into First Take. Steve Geller, along with Jeff Nowak, we're already inside the dome, hanging out in the Caesars Reward Lounge. Uh, getting ready for the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff, which will be coming up at 5 o'clock. And, of course, game time in the Caesars Superdome. 7-15 kickoff between the Jags and New Orleans Saints. Welcoming in now to the radio huddle, Mike DeTilier, Mike D's notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System. Mike, it is Thursday night football starting the week out right here, week seven at least in the NFL. Uh, looking at this matchup, a big question going in, obviously the status of their quarterback in Trevor Lawrence uh, for the Jags. All all reports from Ed Werder, Adam Schefter, ESPN seem to be saying, it's going to be a go for him, and they're going to they're going to see if he can make it through the game. I know some pregame testing, more on the field before they make an actual decision. But man, oh man, it's it's going to be a heck of a time to uh, corral a guy like
2: Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you know, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, I thought he'd play. I know he's a tough guy, and uh, and it's the first time he's ever had to play with a brace, and that, that does take a little adjustment with him, but. He's immensely gifted. He's got great size, strong arm. He's fluid. Uh, Now, I don't think you'll see him run around the pocket uh, like maybe we've seen a little bit in the past. Uh, He's a tremendous leader. And I was telling you a story. He comes to Manning, and, you know, I get to kind of work with that group he's in, and he's a lot bigger than you might think, you know, You see him on television and say, man, you know, he's tall, but he's much taller than you think, and he's pretty thickly built. Uh, He he comes off as a thin bill guy, but, man, he's pieced together, and he can make every throw in the league. I mean, he has got uh, some skills as a passer, and I think back of all the years I've done it, he's one of the top 12 players I've ever graded. I've done this 35 years or, or more, and, and he's one of the top 12. I mean, he's got a lot of talent. He's still, I think, refining some of his skills in the uh, read-recognized coverage part of the game. But, uh, man, he's, he's really gifted. They're a different team with him than without him. And I think because of the injury, even though we've seen it the last few weeks, This team has kind of run on the Travis ATN train tonight. I think they're really going to run it on the ATN train.
1: You know, so Mike, one, one guy that is pretty familiar to us. We haven't seen him in a while is, you know, Calvin Ridley. He missed the entire 2021 season. I'm sorry, 2022 season with that gambling suspension, but he's a guy that's given the saints fits in the past. I still can't forget that 2018 game. I think he had eight catches, three touchdowns, 140 something yards. And, you know, that Marshawn Lattimore was on the team at that point. You can't say this was during the, you know, really questionable defense days. This is when the defense was performing at a high level. So, you know, what, what is it about Calvin that, that's allowed him to have so much success uh, against the Saints defense?
2: Jeff, he came out of high school. He was a five-star recruit. He's one of the top ten players in the country. Goes to Alabama, <clears throat> and you could tell. He came to uh, one of the camps when he was a, uh, entering his junior year down here. It's his ability to run really refined routes. He is so smooth getting into and out of his cuts and his breaks. And he's got a a gear that he doesn't always show you. Man, he can kick it in a high gear and fast. He's not the biggest or the fastest guy at wideout. But he is so skilled as a route runner, and his ability to get into and out of a cut and a break. I thought, you know, early on, he didn't look as smooth uh, as I'd seen him in the past. But again, you know, he hadn't played in a year. Uh, That's difference working out and playing football. I think the last few weeks you've seen the Calvin Ridley, we've seen when he was at Atlanta. He is a very skilled route runner, and he can corkscrew you into the ground. Even the best defenders have had difficulties with him because he is such a good route runner. And um, he rarely drops a pass. He's sure-handed, very confident. And he's a bit of a politician in the huddle. He thinks he's always open, okay, and and all the receivers are like that, man. And I Familiar. think he's a real good politician uh, with Trevor Lawrence about, hey, just give me the ball, I'm, I'm just throw it in my direction, I'm gonna get it, and most of the time he does. And so to answer the question, it's his route running skills, and he is so smooth and so quick to get out of those real sharp cuts and breaks. He does it like few people can in the NFL. I thought he was underrated at Atlanta. And remember early on, Julio Jones was still on that team. And so Julio got a lot, a lot of attention, man. But Ridley's a a one hell of a player and the Jaguars didn't give up much to get him. Uh, Even if he's a one year type guy, because I think this is the final year of his contract Man, you, you've got something in Calvin Ridley. He's a big play guy for him on offense.
3: Mike, looking at the defensive side for this Jacksonville squad, I know uh, fans love to affectionately call them Saxonville. The main guy uh, doing all that is Josh Allen. Seven sacks on the season, I know, tied for second in the NFL right now. Uh, one of the many first-round picks on that side of the ball, though, for for Jacksonville.
2: Yeah, they loaded on that side with a lot of early-round picks. and uh, I know Trayvon Walker through Pete Jenkins, and also I can say the same for Josh Allen. Uh, Pete worked for three years, uh, spring and summer at University of Kentucky, and he had told me, Mike, he's gifted, and he has got a hot, red, hot motor. He never stops on a play, and his attitude is so good about the game. He loves to play this game at the highest level, and it's his explosiveness, but it almost like I, I when I watch him, I, I can almost hear, jenkins in the background about how he uses his arms and his hands and the leverage skills to get around blockers his story is unbelievable because he was a former high school wide receiver and then he kind of grew out of that position they let him play as a pass rusher as a senior he had one scholarship offer monmouth college He he was a New Jersey guy, and that was his only one, and somebody sent film of Josh Allen to Kentucky, and they had a couple guys late decommit, and they took a shot at Josh Allen. Man, he was gold for them uh, as a pass rush defensive end, and he's been outstanding with the Jaguars. His development has come across quickly, too. He it don't take him long to process anything at the pro level. He, man, he's going to be a problem tonight. You, you better not try to block him with one guy. You better have a chip uh, with a tight end or running back because he is going to mow down if it's one guy. And we've seen it the last couple of weeks. Pass rushers get in a groove, and they are hard to stop. Josh Allen's in that groove.
1: Yeah, so Mike, not, not a lot of head coaches get a chance to have a second act, to, you know, especially when you're successful in one place and you, a lot of times you don't leave, or if you do leave, a lot of times it's because things don't go so well and you're getting another chance, and that's kind of where Doug Peterson is at. And you don't, you know, I'm trying to think, maybe Tom Coughlin is a good example, another guy with the Jaguars connection that went to New York and had success there, but, you know, I think you're seeing a, a team, a guy who won a Super Bowl with the Eagles now has a chance to lead a team that has a ton of talent, a ton of uh, you know, a ton of opportunity in a, what I would say is a weak AFC South. What is it about Doug Peterson that, that allows him to have success? Because uh, it seems like everywhere he goes, success follows.
2: Yeah, Doug and I, we go back a long way. Uh, he's from Washington State, so to speak, but he goes to Northeast Louisiana uh, and is the quarterback there. That was a connection uh, coaching wise, and he, he brought him to Northeastern. Then he goes to USFL, I mean, uh, NFL Europe with the Rhine Fire, and my neighbor, Joe Clark, coached him there. And so well, we've, we've had some kind of connections. And he was at Calvary Baptist, uh, first starting his coaching career. After Man, he played a long time in the NFL as a backup. He He has a way of knowing this game offensively. And he can relate to the quarterback position, the most important position out on the field. And he's got a good relationship, certainly, with offensive players because of being that former NFL quarterback. And uh, I was glad he got a second shot. I thought he had an outside shot with the Saints. They did talk to him before settling uh, up on Dennis Allen and deciding they were going to go in that direction. They did talk to Doug Peterson. And I, I know he he liked, he would have liked to come to this spot had he had that opportunity. But, uh, man, he, he's a hell of a coach. He gets it. He relates well to his players. He's always had good people on his staff uh, when he was at Philly. And now with the Jaguars, he surrounds it. He's not a micromanager. You know, his deal is I'm hiring you, and you coach your position. And he's probably – closest friend in the coaching ranks other than Andy Reid, was Sean Payton. They used to play golf against one another. Um, I know he took a couple of nickels off of Sean a few times, so to speak. I remember vividly that one one of the reasons the
1: Saints had to wear white at home
2: was because Sean lost a bet over golf with Doug Peterson. (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, Doug would always tease about, man, Sean's lousy at golf. He wants to tell you everything about how to play it, but he don't know nothing about it. So, uh, you know, Doug would just sort of go along, but it's a great shot. And I think about it, and we talked about it yesterday, with, with Steve and, and with Bobby about how this franchise looked to be headed to London. It really did. Uh, you could see Mr. Khan was ready to get out of Jacksonville and fast. And then all of a sudden, you know, they get Trevor Lawrence and they bring in Doug Peterson. And in one year, what he did with that franchise. And they bought into it. I, they got off to a bit of a slow start this year, but man, they have really been hot. They're not all together like he wants it to, but he's very confident in what he has offensively, that if they can stay healthy along the offensive line, and they're they're sort of beat up there too. And he did say in the offseason, that was the one area he was concerned about uh, because of the fact they sort of paper thin like most teams are in this league, that if injuries hurt there, then he might have an issue. But um, he's got some really talented young defensive players. But they really built upon turnovers, pressure, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and now the fifth piece of the puzzle, Calvin Ridley.
3: Michael, another guy on defense I just wanted to bring up to you real quick, former LSU Tiger in a first-round pick, too. Von Chason, how's he been developing since coming into the league in 2020?
2: Been a disappointment. Uh, to be honest with you, he's been a backup. Uh, I do know Caleb Vaughn can rush the quarterback really well. Uh, his problem has been uh, he hasn't played the run real well. And, man, they've been on him about it. That Come on, you, you just can't tee off. They're going to run right at you uh, if that's the case. Always was a gifted athlete, always could get up the field and rush the quarterback. But in this league, if that's all that's in your mindset you know, you got to play the run. Somewhere along the line, they've tried to convince him hey, you can have a long career here if you learn how to kind of throttle down and not be so entrenched upon getting up the field. Uh, but, you know, he's a backup, but man, one thing he can do very well, and that is get after the quarterback. But they got two guys ahead of him, and Trayvon Walker. And uh, and Josh Allen, he's the, the kind of third banana of the group. That that's pretty good, Steve. When he's the backup, and you know he can rush the quarterback, his problems have been against against the run. They run it right at it.
1: Yeah, Mike. Before we let you go, I do want to get your thoughts on kind of the story of the day. Trevor Penning headed back to the bench it seems, and you're going to see Andres Pete at left tackle, Cam Irving at right tackle. I'm curious about your thoughts on that decision and whether you know what if you know anything about cam irving uh, obviously first round pick out of florida state in 2015
2: yeah uh we talked about it yesterday we sort of figured you know pete would get his shot at left tackle and cam you know he's an experienced guy he's played all five positions now when they tried to move him to center uh, that, that wasn't a good uh, decision to make and alex mack was there for so many years with cleveland and then he takes off he signs a big free agent contract with atlanta And so Cam never played center before. (laughs) And he was like, wait a minute now. It's a lot more responsibility here. Uh, Right tackle and left guard has been what he's played the most. But he's an experienced guy. He understands how to play this game. It goes to show you the confidence level in Trevor pinning is at its absolute lowest. When you got a guy that was a first-round pick, and you sitting him down for a guy a month ago who was on the street. Basically, Cam Irving was a free agent a month ago. And this is the guy who's starting uh, up front. And Andrews Pete, man, it's been years since he's played at left tackle. That's your starting left tackle? Uh, Man, this doesn't look good for Trevor Penning. He's not getting it. And technically, you can see after he made some improvements after week one and two, his hand placement, his uh, just his body skills, the way he sets his feet, he was thrown off balance on virtually every play last week against the Texans. And his his hand placement is so, so low that you can get thrown off balance real quickly. That's not a good sign for a guy that you put a lot in the basket for in Trevor pinning. So man, when a guy off the street is starting and a guy who's not played left tackle in years is playing left tackle. That's not a good sign for Trevor pinning at all. You can say he's learning. Okay, guys. uh, How many times in our business, they'll say, Hey, I don't want you guys on the air. I want y'all to watch somebody <laughs> do it. What? You don't learn a damn thing doing that. Get some perspective, you Mike. Play,
1: huh? Okay, I got to get some perspective. Like
2: that's the that's <laughs> the line. Yeah, perspective. That means you ain't playing well, and so that that's not good. Uh, and and maybe you know, right now his head's swimming, and he's lost all confidence as a player. When that happens, you in trouble. He's, he's got athletic skills. There's no question about that. And he's a tackle. Don't give me this BS about kicking him inside the guard. Yeah. He, he is a prototype which you want to tackle. But he has not progressed very well. And now he's lost any little bit of confidence he maybe had at one time. And it affected his run blocking too. He was not dominant there like we have seen him in the past. It's affected his game across the board. Mikey
3: D, appreciate the time. I'll be talking to you soon, coming up on the Bud Light Countdown to kickoff with the Cajun Cannon. All right, guys, y'all take care. That was Mike D's notebook brought to you by the Thibodeau Regional Health System.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively.
3: Sports.
1: The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three.
2: You Music. You set my world on fire. Yes,
0: and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
4: Okay, picture this.